Hello, welcome to the Retro Rejects on this week's Halloween episode, which is on Halloween 2023. We're going to be talking about John Carpenter's excellent The Fog. Probably, like, I mean, when we started off this, we I think we probably said it in some episode that um, we were going to try and avoid doing John Carpenter movies because we just end up doing, and like, we've done, yeah, yeah, other podcasts where we just, I think we did nearly every John Carpenter movie, but it seemed like a long, long time since we did The Fog or even or since we watched the fog, the fog, yeah, and it's, it's something you have to watch, like, at least once a yeah. year. Yeah. Well, it was the thing for people outside of Ireland. I don't know. I think maybe other people, similar experiences. The Fog was probably, it was one of the first horror films I can remember seeing mm. um, when I was young. It seemed to be on TV a lot. And I think I might have seen it on Halloween. Yeah. Um, but it's it definitely stuck with me. Yeah. Um, like like you were saying, like I I lived across the road from a graveyard. Mm. I grew up from a great and like quite a big graveyard, I suppose. Yeah, it was well. yeah, it's huge, big kind uh, of a rolling hillside of a graveyard. Yeah, um, and it's like when you're living in kind of rural Ireland, fog is. Kind it's of fairly common. The once, whole time, once, like, exactly. Even if you know the winter time is there nearly all the time. Mm. Summertime, you get summer fogs in the morning before it, and the yeah. sun burns off the haze. So it's just like fog season, fucking twenty four seven. So. <laughs> kind of for to an impressionable young mind it was like oh yeah. my god yeah, <laughs> there's something you in know, the mess fucking dead because <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it would have been the same with me actually mm. I would have been going like I would have put the dog out every night into his little kennel and his kennel was at the end of a really long garden that mm. we had that we still have and um, it was like uh, yeah just put the dog down at the end of the garden I'd have to walk into the fucking fog in the dark by mm. myself as a kid you and were like damn I knew I shouldn't have killed those singers all those years <laughs> exactly. ago and stole their gold but you never saw someone run so quickly back up the garden after putting mm. the poor dog in the in the in his little Mm. Well, I, I suppose before we get into it, just in case there's people listening that aren't familiar with the fog or people that don't remember what the the story to the fog is, mm. it's basically set in a place called Antonio Bay, mm. um, where this fog rolls in, people start getting killed by these kind of ghastly yeah, creatures in, yeah, the, fog, in yeah. the fog and it's the whole thing that it's between uh, 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock it seems that, one, yeah, think, and it's it? at the, the 100 year anniversary of Antonio Bay as it transpires what happened was Antonio Bay was built um, from money that was like you know acquired from basically murdering Ship, yeah, a shipload of yeah. lepers that were promised that they could settle on the island so bad. 100 years later <laughs> yeah. the, their ghosts come back for revenge oh. on the, the descendants yeah, of the, no, the town founders um, and stuff and it's the whole thing with it I think it's it's a ghost story. I remember yeah. seeing the thing with John Absolutely. Carpenter years ago where he was talking about it and he was saying he wanted to do like a ghost story. Mm. Now, like there's a 2005 remake, which is, I think it's so bad. It's actually good. Yeah. Um, it, it is terrible. Like it's terrible. It, it's, it's actually fucking insulting to the, oh, the God, original yeah. movie but it goes to show how well the original one was done mm. um, that even the special effects in the movie that was like predated by over 30 years mm-hmm. 
held up better (laughs) than uh, the remake but um, we'll get to the fucking remake at Mm. some stage but it's just like it starts off with like an old man an old sailor telling ghost stories to kids on a beach around a campfire yeah where it is just that kind of thing I think it's nearly in cinematic terms it's like that establishing establishing shot yeah um but that's, what, yeah. that's it exactly yeah it's like this is a ghost story and mm. this, what follows is the tale of this ghost story yeah. kind of a thing but it's fucking like the atmosphere in it like mm. I mean Carpenter's music I think is amazing anyway um, the impact that it had on cinema it's just just the whole fucking thing um, like I, I still I don't know actually if John Carpenter is after winning like Lifetime Achievement Awards yet he definitely should be like I mean he's even when this came out I think critics were like oh boo it's not yeah. great like you know um, but it's one of the things with John Carpenter I think he's be, always been an underappreciated director hmm. um, but it's just looking back on it the cinematography is amazing though. it's the, the atmosphere in mm. it just from simple sh- the way it's just done everything just fits together so well yeah um, like I really because I've probably seen The Fog millions of times but I don't know I, I just really 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 enjoyed it's it it's just got that really good creepy vibe though doesn't it mm. it's just it's sinister it's slow but it's not so slow as to be boring or anything like that mm. it's just the tension just builds and builds and builds and you can see people getting panicky and more panicky as they kind of start to piece together why this is mm. happening because of course it's the usual like at the start people are like but why is there a fog rolling in against the wind and like oh mm. well the car's sirens all went off but like. that's the it's I think it's that, that thing where it's just this, this fog is coming and you don't know and, and you don't see much in it no. it is that thing where people go on about it and like I mean I like a bit of gore in horror mm. films but I do appreciate when people are saying sometimes less is more mm. like your imagination will do the work yeah and in the fog I think what's that's in, what's yeah. in the mist as such mm. like without seeing it too clearly and it's, no, you can't fairness, escape it as well there are some like gory deaths in it where you do see people like getting kind of you know stabbed or something like that but it's not like gratuitously gratuitously fucking you know like close up on the stab or it's not, like that but I think with the, the like how good sound quality was mm. on it as well like there's a bit where someone gets stabbed in the head and you mm. don't obviously see anything really with it. like you see but like mm. there's no blood it's not like a full point of view shot or anything mm. like that um but it's a sound yeah, yeah you're squelch like, Ugh, yeah. and it go, you know it's just yeah the, it hits that visceral part here mm, and like oh god no but it's like the whole thing is just mm. put together so 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 fucking well mm. um with it but I seem to remember at the time as well or well at the time like reading like we did cover this on a podcast before mm. what we used to talk about like a big time go into the making of it like it'd be a fucking proper deep dive mm. into it um, which was a fucking chore um, but it, it was like the whole thing that when they they had a shot and they were like we want to do a ghost story that's like you know open for everyone and I think the studio turned around and said Go back and put shoot more stuff to make it fucking gory because like slasher movies were mm, getting really big at the, at the time, time yeah. yeah. So they put in a lot of those like when people getting killed at the start, you know, mm. they had the people getting killed out already, but they added in the extra gory elements mm. to which I think kind of adds to it. Yeah, is what, you know, it doesn't all have to be like you know sort of a psychology of the mind kind of a thing, you know, mm. where it's like oh imagined off screen or anything like yeah. that. But it is, I suppose, like the whole point of it is it's the relentlessness of the fog or the relentless nature yeah. of it where it's like it's it's a natural phenomenon but it's not a supernatural mm. but it's like something that just keeps rolling and rolling a bit like limp yeah, yeah. <laughs> just as I said that but it just keeps rolling in towards you and you can try as you might and outrun it it'll eventually catch up and just mm. you know there's things in the fog that you don't want to come up against 
What what that's it? And like I mean, it, it, there was just something about the the shapes mm. of the the people as well, and, and like I mean the cast as well. Mm. The cast is uh, there's a lot of kind of carpenter regulars, and Tom yeah. Atkins is in it as one of the main characters. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it as well. Mm. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it with her mother, Janet yeah, Lee, Lee, who was yeah. in Psycho. Um, and there's other people. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't you? you just had a blank stare there yeah. for a second. And Hal Holbrook as well plays yeah. the priest in it for people who. <laughs> me he was like he's the, the bad guy and Fletch lives but I think he was a minister and Fletch lives as well uh, wasn't he plenty, plenty yeah, but he, he was in like fucking mm. tons of things like fucking utter tons of things and Adrian Barbeau as well who was Carpenter's wife at the time mm. as well I was in uh, Escape from New York and mm. Other wasn't she, was she in Charlie's Angels or something I don't know because I never really watched Charlie's I don't know I've never seen it either yeah. like, but um, she was a big name mm. yeah we'll, we'll say mm. yeah but it's I think her character is probably one of the most important ones and I think this is where it's like it's very it'd be very hard to do a fog remake now because one of the things about it is it's the reliance on the radio yeah no one has uh, yeah. mobile phones or internet or anything <clears> like that. so the yeah. electricity went out the phone lines went out nobody could you know get in contact mm. with each other and people are just yeah no and the internet to fucking show on mm. and get news and as well it's the whole thing with this what Carpenter does very well I think is about people being isolated mm. and trying to survive on their own mm. and that's very much with the fog where it's on this island that's isolated anyway in the first place yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it's cut off from everything. So you have like um, I think Stevie is the name of the character, the the radio presenter. Mm. When she's up in that air, she's like she's in a lighthouse. Yeah, she's basically in a yeah. lighthouse that's like far away from town, has a vantage mm. point over town, and of course she can't leave because the fog is rolling in and yeah. it's after cutting. That's why she decides she leaves her. So she sees the fog rolling in where her son is instead of. Like in the the remake, she leaves and goes off to rescue her son. But mm. in this one, she's like, I can't. I have to stay here yeah. and and tell people basically, you know, what's going on and where to go, try yeah. and save the town as such. Because yeah. she's in for a hundred year anniversary. Mm. She's in there. I suppose it's a thing as well the way she sees it. and it was a thing. Um, where it's like she was in a service for Public sailors service as such, yeah. that were there mm. as well, warning them about like weather conditions, yeah. bad things that were coming towards them, and that's how it Alerts starts from off. The Coast Guard, yeah. yeah, with her kind of like alerting um, a boat about like, oh, there's a frog, fog, frog bank. <laughs> yeah, the frog. But coming in on it you know even though it's going against the wind mm. so there's quite obviously something wrong with it and yeah. then there's talk as well about um, I think another boat years ago that were killed or that they, mm. they saw a ghost ship mm. so there's all that ghost pirates pirate, <laughs> pirate ghost, ghost kind of things thing. being insinuated yeah. um but it, but it does give that and then as well it kind of nearly finishes with what Carpenter has in a lot of these movies where people are kind of like holed up mm. it's like in precinct fucking yeah in 13 yeah in whatchamacallit like in Prince of Darkness mm. and um, even they live to a certain degree you know yeah. that there's always this thing where it's like a siege making your last stand kind of a yeah. thing yeah you know um, it's it's coming for you and you just have to turn around and face it rather than keep running mm. to run to. where it's like you can see Carpenter's influence from cowboy movies and yeah. the the older kind of cowboy movies and it's something that he, he does very very well mm. um, or did very very well anyway yeah. well, but it is that point where people kind of like gather on the church yeah where you think oh the church is one place because a lot of times in horror movies as well people went to the church for safety because like supernatural beings couldn't cross the door of the church because they'd see the cross and then, yeah whereas, I claim sanctuary yeah, yeah. whereas like the, the fog 
Yeah, it was, it was like, like, well, that was the thing, I suppose, the priest um, going back to the founding fathers, the fathers, yeah. um, he was one of the uh, the co-conspirators. So like, yeah. the church is probably the worst place to be in fairness. Yeah, I think, well, it was because that's where all the gold was hidden yeah. as well, um, kind of like melted into a big cross. A big giant cross. Yeah. I know, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it works, visually it works mm. just so well. Like yeah. at the end where it's like the priest is giving back the cross and you kind of think, oh, this might solve things yeah they're yeah. back for the gold and then it has that like really bleak carpenter end where they appear again yeah and they're like oh we want you as well yeah, yeah. and they just cut his head off yeah <laughs> you know, spoiler alert yeah <laughs> um, so it's kind of a thing where you kind of go right they're not gone you don't know mm-hmm. where they're going to just keep coming back and kill everyone exactly yeah they that's it are they yeah. still pissed off like the rest of the inhabitants obviously they had their their sort of their their grief with the the, co- the co-founders of the mm-hmm. town or whatever and they have their treasure back they killed all the descendants but the rest of the townspeople all like just went yeah grand we'll row in with these lads yeah. who, um, you know sort of earth town prospered based mm. on the, the wealth of these poor lepers that are only looking to set up like you know a, a nice secluded home mm. away from everybody and we done them wrong yeah. so but they it, could come back every couple of yeah. years but it's the thing that Carpenter um, he's very I think even in like the, there's a documentary about synthwave called Rise of the Synths and John Carpenter narrates it um, because quite obviously he's like massive influence got like mm-hmm. a, a, on synthwave um but he has this whole thing where he's like giving people advice uh, and he's like don't intellectualize things it should be instinctive mm-hmm. i've never seen an interview with him before i think he was talking about the fog and the, he was saying he hates pretension in films he mm-hmm. was like films are not a place to be fucking spreading your politics or spreading things like mm-hmm. that he was like they're meant to be emotive and instinctual kind of mm-hmm. things when you're making them it should and like i mean that guided him very well for a long long time where mm-hmm. it's like if you don't you know what you're scared of you know what yeah you don't need to be kind of like oh we need to fucking do it or it should be this or it should be you know kind of like you know um make it out to be something that it's not necessarily intellectualize yeah um the movie and like fucking this it, it's raw like yeah. i think it is like a ghost story and it's the rawest yeah form and i i'm not ashamed to say as well even though i'm always well used and, we, uh, and always prepared for a you know sort of a jump scare coming up there's a few times i fucking jumped out of my skin even though i've seen this film, like, film for loads four, of over times. 40 years yeah and, and you still jump and it's you know and they're not sort of like you know you're kind of kitschy kind of jump scares like oh no i'm throwing mm. a sword at the screen or something like that you know quick duck it's genuinely like you know the tension is building the tension is building you know there's something coming mm. but you still fucking jump out of your seat like when it happens like i mean that's testament for mm. a film that lasts that long and it is like we're saying at the start with Carpenter's films a lot of times they, they didn't seem to be appreciated at the time mm. or people were like oh this is like B-movie squalor you look at the cinematography mm. in all of his films even kind of ones that, even like Ghosts of Mars which is I think probably his worst film yeah. oh no there's that other film with fucking um, uh, what's her name that was married to Johnny Depp oh uh, Amber Heard Amber Heard was in it and set in like you know a mental hospital that was terrible that was mm. his very last film that mm. was awful um, but those two movies that they were like bad films to finish his career yeah. off on uh, but even they're shot really really well like technically mm. they're great um, but like I mean Vampires which is a film that, like I love Vampires people fucking shit all over that film as well that shot fucking brilliantly. Mm. There are some fucking horrific scenes in that and there's some really really nice kind of things that where it's like oh well you have to shooting you know going in shooting them and dragging them out into the sunlight mm. um for things like there's some fucking terrible script or in it like i'll never forget the bit where it's like 
he'll be unstoppable unless we stop him. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what the but they're, they're so bad, they're very memorable though. Yeah. How many times have you quoted that in your life? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm like people shit all over uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Mm. I love that film when it came out. Mm. Like Chevy Chase was in it. Yeah. Um, and like the thing, yeah. the thing was is, yeah. seen as like the biggest flop fucking ever when and it I would out. think it's like the peak of fucking horror films it like it's got I, body horror it's got suspense it's got mm. uh, psychological fucking scares you know it's, it's mm. the whole thing it's that isolation thing and like you know the way I am as well I always have this very specific category of film that I really enjoy and it's like Arctic or Boats mm. and like you know the thing kind of ticks that like very very mm. seriously for me but the thing is probably the best sci-fi mm. movie um, mm. sci-fi horror movie mm-hmm. ever um, it's not, I think it's probably one of my favourite but for years it used to be The Evil Dead mm. um, I think the thing would be the movie that I would yeah. I think I mean, technically it, it it's amazing it's aliens or anything well. like that you know oh, where yeah. it's like you know again that isolation thing where you're just trapped mm. with no hope of anyone coming to save you and you're, you're fighting this like fucking horrendous mm. horrific you know, body horror thing and but all the rest. It's the, the effects. Like, yeah. the, the, there was, um, we had a DVD version of it years ago. I think it was the first DVD version of it where it had like the... Um, the director's commentary and yeah, stuff. And yeah, and they had like, they, they were showing, yeah, they were about Rob Bhutan. And like, he was very young when he was mm. doing all that. And it was like, he was just sleeping over. Like, he put his fucking life yeah. into doing it and... It was just, as with a lot of young people, when you don't know what the, the, the inverted comment or the right way to do things are, you come up with ways yeah, to do Yeah, your own solutions. Yeah, exactly. And, and he ended up being very in it. Yeah, it? and it's fucking, like, the special effects they mm. hold. They're still, I, I don't think anyone could look at the thing, even after seeing so many times, and not go, what the fuck up with yeah, some of the stuff. And that's pretty wow. Um, yeah. And, like, there is nothing, I think, tops the thing. And mm. then, like, I mean, saying, it's like, basically, I know people say, oh, Black Christmas was the first slasher movie and stuff and it might have been but Carpenter create you know really yeah. like Halloween fucking game for it for it and like I mean Halloween for good or bad it's got like however many see I think it's after being bought by Miramax now and they're mm. going to do a TV series which is going to spin off into a new movie franchise mm-hmm. as well which I don't see how it goes yeah, I, I think say, yeah. I suppose, yeah. Um, I think Mike but like I mean it's Mike um Michael Myers? Yes. No, <laughs> I was Mike. like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking, Mikey, yeah, yeah. Going off the tangent kind of there, but like John Carpenter, fucking, mm. uh, yeah. Can't say enough good things about it. You can oh, try, say I, more. Actually, when we are talking about the thing, I saw there was uh, one of the news things that's after coming out of it. You know, there's this theory at the end that's like, is like Childs or fucking kind of the other, I can't remember fucking, like, mm. are they, one of them the thing. Yeah. Um, and there was always this theory that you could tell if someone McCready hmm. or you could tell if someone was human because they'd have a glint in their eye that was meant to show like that they still had a bit of life and the people that were the thing had no light in their eyes and uh, John Carpenter was asked about it a while ago and he turned this is the theory came from the guy that did lights and he was like what the fuck does he know he only had to shine a fucking light on people I'm the guy that came up with saying I know who the thing is or I'm not that fucking idiot don't listen to him it's just like Jesus Christ yeah. where did that come from yeah. like, oh. so he's probably been hearing it for fucking yeah. 40 years from people and he's just like no don't not that fucking uh, why did he fucking start this theory I mean, he's probably sick of it but um 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just suddenly ran out of steam yeah, there yeah. again. But no, and again, like, I mean, we have uh, in sort of uh, the thing, as I said, you've got one of my, my sort of favourite horror film styles where you're like isolated, cold, freezing, fucking weather is, you know, basically another silent killer within the film itself as well. Mm-hmm. I love those kind of horror films, you know, kind of like 30 Days a Night, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, the fog then obviously kind of ticks off the other ones where it's all like lighthouses and, you know, mm-hmm. sort of seas kind of, you know, being all wild and having a ship's wrecked on the Well, that's with the isolation yeah. as well. Like it plays in where the lighthouse is really mm-hmm. isolated. Like they go at length mm-hmm. to show how isolated it is. It's, they show like your own when she's pulling up um to go to work there and it's like, it's a big, long path. Yeah. Out to basically a rock that's a yeah. rock stack in the middle of the ocean almost as mm. much as you know hanging out from the cliff whereas in the remake that's where they did where it like it was just it was in the lighthouse but it seemed to be like yeah almost at, at the end at of the a normal town, t- yeah. town's road or something like yeah. that but this is this is proper wild and it's like you could imagine like back in the day when the mm. lighthouse was in operation as a lighthouse but even when they had her driving station. along where it's like just and past another car and mm. it's just like green fields yeah, and it's like the sea. it's desert. like nowhere and it does it really does set that down. I think as well if you're from areas like that or if you've been yeah, in areas like kind that of, like, yeah you can tell when it's kind of not genuine but you know it rings true or something like yeah. that and it does it has that desolate coastline kind of thing but where it's you, wild and yeah. you know as I was saying if it was in operations mm. like this, the lads that would be operated winter time storm mm. time you're totally cut off you're not going to get back out no, of the, the waves are crashing too much the wind is whistling too mm. much you're just you're stuck there like. but when shit happens mm. you kind of have to deal with it just, the, yeah, the cops are going to call fucking no one's coming for you like yeah. That, yeah um but and like I mean we've had that most of our lives as well mm. we've lived in isolated parts of mm. like you know and it's very and we've lived in cities as well but like yeah. when you're in a city it's kind of like oh there's always people around yeah, and, you know so yeah you just walk out of your front door and like ask somebody to mm. call a cop or fucking you know yeah. come in and help or whatever of course there's other horrors with all yes, that yes of like, course you know, there's different types of horrors in, in town like, yeah. you know a zombie films kind of like you know yeah, deal exactly. with people so, always trying well, to get to yeah. the countryside yeah, yeah. Mm. but like I mean this it, it just really had that ghost story feel to mm. it to the end of it as yeah. well where it's like it was that thing where, like, in ghost stories, it was always about, like, ghosts coming back for revenge or they had an un, kind of finished business, business yeah. whereas this was. And, that, like I was saying, with the ending to it, that's mm-hmm. what I really like so much. It was like, you think when they get the gold, it's like that unfinished business is kind of done. And it's like, no, they're back no, for it's not exactly, murder. Yeah, like, that's yeah. it. They want to, yeah, because the priest is one of the ones who orchestrated mm-hmm. it all. So, yeah, of course, they're going to be mad, with yeah. them, big mad with this. But way. it's really weird because, like, I, I even at the end, I didn't really kind of like side with Blake and those because mm. I was like you're coming back murdering people that had nothing to do with that's the thing is this whole the sins of the father will be vested on the son yeah. kind of thing you know it's like why they didn't you know okay yeah. right they're the descendants of but mm. they didn't set out to murder yeah. you or set out to steal your treasure they didn't even know about it until he showed back yeah. fucking up like. and I think what Carpenter did really well with it as well is that like the people in it that got killed they, they spend time with him mm-hmm. um, where they're kind of like they're not assholes you're not kind yeah. of going oh god the fall kill that person or that person it's like they're normal people mm. um, and they're nice people and you kind of go fucking like yeah. why you yeah. know that's it there's no logic there's no mm. reason there's this just all out horror mm. and it. like I mean it is like 
for me, it, the, the Fog is mm. a Halloween movie. Yeah. Like a, a pure and pure Halloween movie. It's, about, it, it's like fit for kids to watch as well. Yeah, because again, there's not a huge amount of gore and like that. And it is like, mm. I mean, some of the effects that they would have used at the time as well. Like, I mean, it was quite clearly like, you know, dry ice they were using mm. for a lot of the fog that was coming in. It works so much better but than that's the it. fucking shit in the, in remake, the CGI crap. Yeah. yeah, but like, I mean, that's it's just the way dry ice kind of rolls and billows and it just suddenly, it goes from nothing to suddenly it's like, oh my God, the fog is just fucking all over the place. It's like dense, dense, mm. dense fog. It just gave it this, its own creepy little feel where everything was just mm. like rolling. It's with the lights and yeah. that that was the thing because Making I think flow, yeah. I, even when it was on land you kind of felt like what's the, the lights pushing and kind of even when you knew it was a boat at points mm. or you thought it was a boat maybe kind of like it was like is the boat on that? Is the boat up on top of the lighthouse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it yeah mm. and just yeah I mean it was all, it all just adds to the whole malevolence feel I suppose mm. where it's like this fog just billowing like you know and just rolling and can't be stopped kind of a thing you know? but with the, the and then the, the the way sorry, I thought it was quite a good little thing where they had the eyes kind of like glowing in the yeah. fog as well because that's that's your that's your usual like fucking ghost story mm. and like glowing eyes appeared out of the but fog it was the physicality to mm. him as well for ghosts where it was like because you had that weird slasher element to it as well it was the hooks I think yeah. hooks are always like they're a terrifying thing and mm. it's very sea fairy or something yeah. like that or it's like I'll carry the hook and I'll drag you back but, out to the ocean you know there was a bit where um, Adrian Barr Rose character is on top of the lighthouse because they're after mm. getting into the lighthouse and they're kind of attacking it where you kind of think well if they're in the fog couldn't they just mm. appear anywhere whereas they break in through the door yeah and they then, actually come in like yeah. actual almost physical bodies or something yeah like that. and then she's in. like there's one of them climbing up the ladder after and she's kind of kicked it but then all of a sudden one appears behind her where you, that kind of reminds you no they can appear anywhere yeah that's it's it. like they're in the fog it's not like you know this guy had to yeah actually yeah. use the stairs if he didn't want to kind of a yeah, thing, yeah where it's that like unsettled kind of thing where it's kind of like you can't predict where it's going yeah, to come from there's next. no established kind of fucking law or rule to kind of what yeah. they can do which makes you feel uneasy yeah that's um, what you, you, can't, you can't expect like oh well they can only come in if a door is open or they can only come in like if you know kind of sleeping mm. in under a, a crack in a window or something. Or there's that thing, yeah with a vampire yeah. movie well yeah. classic vampire movies where it's like well they can't come in unless they're invited, they're invited in yeah, exactly, or yeah. you know and you don't there's no kind of way to actually I don't want to say kill because they're already ghosts but there's no way to like yeah, no, there's no, there, you know there's, there's no, no like silver bullet yeah. there's no stake in the heart mm. there's no established way to actually kind of stop but it's happening so fast yeah. people don't know what the fuck is going mm. on like I mean the only way people know what's going on is because the priest found, but there's no like thing in the book saying oh this is how you stop these things mm. or this is what they yeah, even are or that this is going to happen or and it's, that's because just, they wouldn't have known about it because it was written by the founding fathers and it mm. was written before they actually lured him to the yeah. deck kind of a thing so it was just you're getting what happened but you're not getting any idea of like mm. how to fucking deal with it yeah. and it's just you're on your own buddy try and figure it out well that, that's a, like I mean it's he does that I think he kind of masters that to a point with um, Prince of Darkness mm. but thrown in that lore but not really where people don't really know it's just kind of like well maybe when people are talking about the Bible these kind of things were mm alluding to something else or is this kind of like anti-god mm. that was li- like fucking trapped in another dimension you know with all this kind of stuff but they come to that it's not like they don't read it they, mm. they kind of go oh well kind of when Lucifer is thrown it maybe that's what this is about but it has that little bit of lore but as well for a long time in Prince of Darkness you're like what the fuck is <laughs> This yeah. is like green shit in a fucking jar yeah. that's possessing people. You know? Yeah, I know, yeah. It's yeah. not exactly our usual kind of yeah, mm. kind of method of possession. But um, that's I suppose that's another thing as well. Like it's sort of a 
I'm sure he wasn't meaning anything by it as I said like he didn't want to make political commentary or anything mm. like that but um, the priest funnily enough who knew of the whole lore and all the rest in the fog he was the first one almost to lose hope he was just like yeah, drinking yeah. himself stupid and he was like they're coming there's nothing more cursed there's nothing mm. we can do kind of a thing he just gave up all hope yeah that was there was no like holding a crucifix and saying, yeah he was just like ah shit yeah, yeah. yeah he was just like oh god and he was like here take your take your gold back I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no sense of like oh, that's actually very true yeah. Yeah, kind of like whereas in a lot of things it's like the priest is the one that's holding it together no one's holding it together in this yeah that's it um, yeah. Tom Atkins' character is probably like and Jamie Lee Curtis's character are probably like the hero characters yeah, that's it because they at least try and save the kid and a few yeah. things like that yeah and they're actually they still keep doing stuff you know it's like mm. car breaks down they're like fucking get it going oh my yeah. god you know the windscreen gets knocked out oh, I keep driving with that last mm. broken but it's that was fine. the thing even with the kid because like it did look like the kid was going to get they were coming oh. to kill the kid like in a lot of movies around that time and even nowadays yeah, wouldn't. there's an unspoken code yeah. where you don't kill. That's children. why I quite liked the nun too, and yeah. um, the there was one of the the, um, the Annabelle movies where it was like kids being terrorized, not to like some yeah, fucker, like, oh, yeah. to see kids being but scared. like it's like yeah, you should like you fucking if you're dealing with like these demons or these monsters. But that's I mean, you look they at don't you. stop at kids and kind of go, oh no, I wouldn't. No, you're yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's what I was just gonna say. You look at humans like in war and stuff. You know, there's no differentiation a lot of oh, times. Yeah, you know, fucking, yeah. women and children get blown up just as quick as men do. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, bombs don't just. Discriminate, yeah. exactly. Yes, yeah, so mm. ghosts, yeah, exactly. Mm. But you know, it is, it just said the thing that these are fucking evil, yeah. It's not like you're going, oh, good, oh, yeah, no, yeah, you left, the, yeah, left yeah, the child alone, it's fine, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and it makes the whole kind of thing very real that no one is safe as well, yeah, because you always have this kind of thing in the back of your head, oh, well, the main characters they're probably going to survive to the end of the film, but if you kill a kid, you're like, oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, everything's fucking, up for yeah, grabs here, kind of up thing. for grabs, yeah. yeah. But, um, like, I mean, the remake. Mm. like I mean most there was a reason up until probably a while ago there I think there was a couple of good remakes The Hills Mm. of Eyes yeah um, was good I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the first first remake the first one I think was yeah pretty okay pretty good um I'm trying to think about her that there's the Fright Night I quite like the Fright Night remake Mm. actually I thought that was it was different enough um, like Jerry Dandridge was there and Colin Farrell was just fucking yeah yeah proper sleazy vampire yeah um and Dawn of the Dead yeah. that's but then again that's even not even so much a remake it's yeah, just it's just like taking the title movie, like. the concept and off they went yeah. yeah but like this I think The Fog is the reason not this on its own but like the type of films that were coming out around this time when they were remaking mm-hmm. stuff that it was just like oh god mm-hmm. it had that kind of like MTV scream thing and it was like with Tom um, Welling yeah, yeah Welling in it and like I quite like Tom Welling actually yeah uh, that was reasonable enough character uh, but as the other one the blonde one not Maggie lost. Grace yeah. and like I mean the thing is we looked at it all the last and mm. she was quite good in the cheek and act mm. um, but for some reason the director apparently well he never directed the gang after this mm. apparently there was one thing on IMDB I was just looking at beforehand and Selma Blair was, Selma Blair is a fantastic actress mm. And she was fucking terrible in this as well. Yeah. But apparently she clashed with him an awful lot. Because mm. I think she kind of had a no shit fucking taken attitude um, with stuff in real life. And there was some kind of, they, they were being interviewed in the middle of, and he made some derogatory comment towards her. Mm. And she pulled out fucking kind of like basically a fake tit that she had underneath her and fucking threw it at him. Oh, Jesus and Christ. said, oh, there you go with your fucking Adrian Barbeau part. Because, you know, it was like, they quite obviously wanted her to yeah. have. And she was just like, you know, screw you kind of a thing. Um, so 
I don't know. Sometimes, you know, when there's shit on set or mm. if it's a bad director, it does get... Actors don't act as yeah. well. It would, like, they're, bad They're not supported. Like, they're not given the direction. Yeah. They're just, like, they're phoning it in kind of a thing. And that's pretty much yeah. this. Like, the story is terrible as mm. well. Even though it's kind of along the same, but it's just, you know, there are It's the key, execution of the story, There's key it? differences as well. Like, you know, yeah. say the, the boat wasn't shipwrecked. Shipwrecked. They went on board and basically set everyone on fire quite horribly. And... Uh, yeah, the ending is just appalling as well, you know, mm. sort of. Uh, I won't even get into that. But as regards the bad acting, like there's... Do you remember the, the babysitter of Andy, the kid? Oh, the yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. She was... Woman. Yeah. It was just kind of like... It was almost like an NPC or something like that. Or is like, she, she was like Max Mother in fucking It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't she? You know? She was a bit grumpy, but it was like something terrible had happened. Like, you know, there'd be, you and know, she, oh, and she'd oh be like, my. oh, what's that? <laughs> yeah. you know, go into your bedroom. And it's like, mm, okay, right. Mm. It's just it's very slow to react and it stuff. Was, it was all, now it kind of falls into the category for me. It's so bad. It's good it because was funny, it, yeah. was, it was, it was so funny. Like, with mm. the, and even like with the start of where they had, I think it was Fallout Boy was the first song yeah. that they played with. Like, the, the shot over where it's like this is like fucking you know it's like a the lot CW of, kind yeah. of thing it's got that kind of vibe to it but that, that's exactly yeah. yeah and like I mean there was a lot of those movies at the time that were imitating Scream and mm. doing you know it was so fucking late yeah. 90s early 2000s but, and they were trying and they failed yeah Um, I was just reading as well that they want like uh, before Tom Welling was uh, got the part that they were considering David Boreanaz and uh, you so know it the, would have been a proper 90s yeah like, they were it would seem that they were like oh let's let's hit every pop culture like, note from that Buffy and yeah. stuff like that and they, it was it was nearly I think it was nearly approached like it was like let's do it like an episode of fucking one yeah. of these things um, but it was just off like I mean the big difference with the story like what you were saying and as well they had um they were uh, doing flashbacks. So yeah. Maggie Grace's character... Kept on having yeah, these flashbacks. ...was a reincarnation yeah. of. So I think they wanted to have some Dracula vibe. Yeah. With kind of... With Mina and Dracula. With, with her and Blake, the, yeah, the, the captain. captain yeah. Um, and like as well... So it ended up like she was having these fucking flashbacks the whole way through it. Um, there was one bit where she was walking along a fucking plank for some reason in um, a boat mm. place and with the, the book that she was after finding talking about and just falls into the wall yeah, and like, very handily destroys all the evidence that yeah. exonerate their friend you know? and knocks herself out yeah exactly the, yeah fuck's sake oh yeah your monster vibe. yeah I forgot about that at the yeah. start with like with the thing at the start of the the original yeah it's sailors that are out there and they're, they're taking on the seagrass yeah. yeah and they end up yeah. Yeah. and with this it's like these assholes that are out partying with kind of like these girls Two that girls. are dancing that are just trying to have sex with like yeah um, where it's, it really is because of the, the implication, implication yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like they're videotaping these girls dancing and it videotapes them being murdered by that, that the fog. That was hilarious as well because it was the one guy who's videotaping everything and then all of a sudden he very carefully obviously set it down so that it mm. could be filmed of like you know the ghost killing them the uh, throwing the girls out through the glass and fucking stabbing them mm. or whatever. But like, the, just like what? the special effects are t- the fog mm. is CGI and it's awful yeah. and like I mean the, the they're like the physical aspect of them in the original I think worked really well mm. and this they're meant to be like made of fog and they're like see-through ghosts yeah they kind of wisp away a little bit whereas they were actual mm. like you know sort of almost I won't say human form but they were like physical forms like you know mm. appearing in the mist but like even the face of them reminded me of you know kind of like real cheap Halloween but masks. that was it they were like they went they actually did this whole flashback scene on the boat and obviously it was like a, le- a leprechaun mm. like the original one they were trying to find a new home just to set up and be left alone by society or whatever 
but it was more comedy than anything else. He didn't feel sorry for these people. No. It was like there was a mother like with their child and then she turned around and her face was all like meh. Yeah. Fucking like, you know, half-eaten fucking skull but and stuff. That was, there was one bit where it was just like, I don't know if he was homeless or what, but it was meant to be like this mad guy with mm. long hair that was like looking for treasure on the yeah, beach. Yeah, was a metal detector yeah. and, and one bit his metal detector goes off and he reaches into the, the sand so, and he picks up a rope and he keeps pulling the rope out to the point where he goes out into the middle of the sea and drowns and yeah. it's just like what the fuck is I know, going on here? Just let go of the rope for yeah. starters, you fucking lunatic. Mm. Yeah. But but the ending with Maggie Grace, where mm. it's like basically all the the original the the descendants of the fucking the founding fathers getting murdered mm. by the ghosts, yeah. apart from Tom Welling. Yeah. Um. For some reason, he's. Yeah, I suppose it's because he's wearing an awesome sweater or something yeah. like that. Um, but like it turns out Maggie Grace kind of like goes out to the ghost of your man Blake and he's like, oh, it's yeah. you. Yeah. And then they start going off with each other and she yeah, turns into a ghost yeah. and goes off with him. And it's like, what? It's so bizarre because like she was literally walking, everything had ended. She was walking away from the graveyard. This is all taking place mm. and they were starting to like fucking de, I don't know, dematerialize mm. back into the mist and then she goes, no, hang on, I'll go over and have a snog of this ghost. And then she just turns back into, you know, the, the captain's wife or whatever yeah. the hell it was and they all fade away and Tom Wendell's just like, no, yeah, it's like, what? It just like it's so baffling it, and it, unnecessary. Yeah, it makes no sense yeah. whatsoever at all. And it, I don't know. It, mm. it, it's just awful. Like I mean, the, the whole film is kind of terrible. Like I mean, compared to where you, you see the different bits in the original, mm. which were you don't really appreciate at the time as being like really good storytelling cues mm. or kind of like you know visual kind of yeah. storytelling things. Um, where it's just there's no threat there's no kind of like feeling of isolation and there's fucking, yeah that's it they're just driving around in the town like basically yeah. you know near other people the town seems this. really small uh, it's it's just it feels really really small really contained and it's just it's just like a movie set basically yeah, it yeah. Does, but yeah, and it's just I don't know it, it is awful I would say to people go and look at it because it just is just for a laugh I suppose yeah it is that's, fucking the thing that dreadful. bothered me so much about the whole Maggie Gray's storyline mm. as well is like she was like oh she left the island because she never felt welcome there and her mother kind of didn't get on with her and like when mm. she came back to the island bad things started happening her so it would make sense if she was like the descendant of one of the fucking leper yeah. colonies but which was died. her mother was There's like it was that was the thing her oh. family was one of the descendants of the founders of the lepers uh, yeah no I know but like if yeah if she was I know that would have made I mean, more sense yeah. but it was like they were like the descendants of the founders. I know, so but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Why then was she suddenly reincarnated as a captain? Know, didn't make any sense. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It would have made more sense if she was the reason she wasn't welcome on the island is because she was a descendant mm. somehow of like, <coughs> this poor leper woman that actually, you know, mm. with her child and the child grew up and had family there and that's why she felt mm. uncomfortable. She left the island and then when she came back, the captain came back for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a Dracula sense. thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I mean, it was just even the whole thing with the flashbacks. It was like in, um, I think it happened in video games at the time but definitely kind of like say yeah, like a cutscene yeah. JRPGs where it would be like you know that they'd be like they'd pick up something that they kind of oh I remember you know what yeah, it yeah it's that. an object it suddenly trigger kind of yeah, yeah and it's just like oh, oh my no. god yeah. it's like why are you doing and like I mean it felt like that there was a good maybe a third of the whole movie was mm. 
dick or dedicated to those kind of flashbacks where it's just like we know that like mm. they covered this in the thing white reading from the book in yeah. like two minutes and you could have just showed a little bit of it as well like you know mm. you could have had because they had it you know or they showed bodies floating yeah. to the end of the sea and that kind of stuff so okay we get it we're smart mm. enough to make the connection that they were fucking you know they were yeah. drowned they died you don't have to keep on showing it over and mm. over and over and over again it kind of felt like it was made for people that saw the original or they thought that it was made for people that saw the original but it wasn't really you know mm. that it was just like they were writing it and they were like well we know the story yeah. so we don't need to you know and they and then it's like in case anyone's too stupid we'll fucking explain the shit over out of it, it yeah, in the middle of kind of like set pieces yeah. yeah and it's just like and like say they said they seem to have a thing about people drowning mm. um, a lot where it was like you had your man in the fucking sea there was a thing with Maggie Grace's character falling exactly. out knocking herself unconscious yeah and then getting um, caught in a net yeah, yeah. Um, and then Selma Blair's character as well mm. she was driving along and what happened I can't even remember what happened oh, she a, tr- a truck fucking, hit her oh, and she tr- basically yeah. fucking went careened careened down the side of a mountain and ended up like fucking in water with her mm. truck underwater and then suddenly she arrives back in town and she's like oh I had a bit of an accident and she's completely dry and not a fucking scratch on yeah. you don't survive a fucking mm. car roll like that and it was like it's the worst utilisation of someone like they're like I mean mm. she was a really really good especially at the time there was a lot mm. of kind of praise being yeah, fucking sang about her of, yeah. um, that she was going to be like the next big yeah. thing you know and like you get someone with that skill level in mm. and you kind of have her saying like three or four words and a couple of gratuitous yeah. kind of like you know that was at the very oh, yeah, start when her, she's in her underwear with her kids yeah, yeah like I mean okay it's probably meant to be like oh wholesome just hanging around the house in my t-shirt and my undies mm. but like she was just there was gratuitous shots of like she has her undies on but she has her t-shirt inexplicably rolled up so you can see mm. all of her belly and stuff yeah. like that now it's not overtly sexual or like that but it's like I don't know many people that hang If my mother did that like, when I was young, you know, you'd be like, what, what? the fuck is exactly. going on? This yeah, is just fucking... Around the yeah. house, like, oh, look, I've got a lovely little belly. Yeah. Look at my it, It's just... But it was just... Yeah. It, it was just fucking bizarre. But it, was like, real, yeah. it was real, that kind of thing, though, where it's like, oh, I better show in a few sexy scenes because, like, you mm. know, there's the shower scene. Oh, that well. was... That, and that went on for about fucking five <laughs> know, minutes. It was so crazy. And you don't, like, it's... It's nothing. You can... It yeah, was you just can show like, kissing and, like, fading away. You don't have to be so graphic, but yeah. it just had that real late 90s early 2000s yeah. I noticed 2000 they should have had saxophone that. music for it <laughs> yeah. you know uh, that's I think the epitome of any kind of sex scene on TV at all or film ever is um, Charlie Kelly oh, the yeah, side yeah, of the mountain yeah, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah best sex scene ever but, but I'm not I don't know MacGruber oh yes that's <laughs> true <laughs> yes but the fog yeah I've, yeah it's just terrible like it's really really the remake yeah. not the original and like I I remember they, even at the time John Carpenter's because I think he was put down as a producer or something like that and he was like I'm just taking my check I don't give a fuck <laughs> you know he was because Ruined people were like legacy. oh it's going to be good because you're going to you're involved like, and he's like I'm not involved yeah. <laughs> um, no. um, but yeah Halloween yeah. the fog yes. yeah definitely kind of Keep your towels handy to tuck under the cracks in your door, boys and girls. Stop the fog coming in. Like, the fog could have just came in through doors, but yeah, like we were saying, the original, they just, they insisted on breaking doors in. Yeah, they were like, I just opened the door. Yeah. Because I want to come through and wipe my feet on the mat. Yeah, and that poor Dan, the weatherman. (laughs) I know, yeah, Yeah. Jesus. What a death. Yeah, and he kind of deserved it. He did, he was a fucking jerk. Yeah. Idiot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but uh, yeah. my judgment on yeah those type of yes. so weathermen deserve to die according yes. to Laura exactly horrible deaths uh, by ghost pirate yeah pirate leper ghosts. ghost 
calling yeah. ghost pirates. Mm. But Jess, look, have a happy Halloween. Ooh. Thanks for listening. Hope you listened on Halloween. If you didn't, mm. gonna come for you. Yeah, in the fog. Beware the mm. fog. So until next time. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs>